Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. What's up, everyone? Happy Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, February 27th. And earlier today, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni and general manager Howie Roseman both spoke with the media at the NFL Combine. And they're at the podium with a presser that's locked, loaded, and ready for you. I'm your host, Rachel Prevet, and this podcast is brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Before the break, you will hear from Nick Sirianni. He talked about analyzing the drop-off at the end of the 2023 season. He was asked how he felt that Jalen Hurts did as a leader as a leader this past season and whether he feels that Hurts needs to be a more vocal leader moving forward. And he said that he doesn't know how the situation with Hassan Reddick and the Birds is going to play out, but he did say that Reddick played a huge role the last couple of seasons and he really does hope that he stays. And after the break, you'll hear from Howie Roseman. He talked about integrating some of the younger players like Nolan Smith going into this upcoming season. He said that he looks forward to being aggressive during the free agency process. And he was also asked about the salary cap increase and how it can impact things. Roseman stressed that his focus is making good decisions with the money that they have. Take a listen. Few months into the offseason, uh, obviously you've gotten a chance to watch some film. Have you analyzed the drop offs that happened mid season? Yeah, um, that's what this this early parts are are for. This early. You get a little bit of time to get away. You hire new coaches. You get a little time to get away, and then you start to analyze your season and and um, and and watch draft prospects, watch free agencies, um, and so that's what we're in the process of uh, right now. Um, you know what what happened, you know, what we did well, what we didn't do well. Right. And, and obviously there was, there was a drop off and of, of how we played down the stretch and how, and how we coached down the stretch. And uh, you know, again, those are, those are still in the early stages of us kind of identifying those things. Don't want to give you a premature answer. Um, But yeah, that's what we're in the process of doing right now. Um, And, you know, we're committed obviously to getting it better and, and to, uh, you know, taking a good step forward next year. Hey, Nick, do you think Jalen needs to be more of a vocal leader next, uh, next season? And how do you think he did last year leading? You know, everybody, there's not a book that is written on, this is how you lead, right? People lead in, in different ways. Um, and, I, and one thing I learned uh, early about in leadership is that you have to be yourself. And because if you lead and you're trying to be somebody you're not, um, when you lead, uh, then, and that, that gets seen through. I mean, that's just the same, that's the same scenario I was put in, um, you know, when I became the head coach or an offensive coordinator or whatever it was, and everybody has to lead their way. And, and Jalen has special qualities that, uh, that people will follow and people will want to follow. Um, and he's got to do what he needs to do to, to lead in that, in that way. And so some people's leadership style is loud and uh, aggressive. Some people's leadership styles by example, and some is a mixture of both. Uh, and, and so Jalen needs to lead how he needs to lead. Right. And AJ needs to lead how he needs to lead. And, 
And, you know, it, what, whoever it is, you know, Slay's got to lead how he needs to lead. And because that's leadership, right, is, is you know, being who you are and, and leading an example. Like at the end of the day, if you're leading by example, that's a great, that's a great style of leadership. So Jalen needs to lead how he needs to lead. And, and I think he's done a, a great job uh, of doing so. Um, and he'll, and he'll get just like he has done in other things. He'll get better at, you know, that part of his game and he'll get better just because I know that he'll continue to work on getting better at no matter what, what part of the game, uh, he, he needs to work at. How much are you looking at taking away from the type of players and like that under consideration for Shutter Sports out You go through like any any time you go through a season, whether it's successful in your eyes or whether it's not successful in your eyes, you look on ways opportunities to get better. And my job is to talk to every single player, and 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 I've done that. Talk to every single coach. What went right? What went wrong? What's your and 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 you you take that into account. You take everything into account, and you try to get better at at doing those at, at doing those things. I think connection is the our number one core value, and um we there were things that we as a team myself didn't do a good enough job of last year right maybe we leaned a little bit more into one category of our core values connect compete accountability football iq and fundamentals maybe i at times i felt like i leaned maybe a little bit into one and not enough into the other and so those are all things that you that you evaluate at the end of the year and i look forward to you know getting better and in in you know like i said to you guys uh before like we're not that far removed from having one of the best cultures, uh, you know, that any of us had ever been been around. And, and that's, you know, our players would say that our coaches would say that. And it's just some tweaks that we need to do. But make no mistake about it. The things that like you can change how you communicate uh, your culture, you can change about little ways that way you do it with it. Um, but at the forefront, we're never going to change what it, what the culture is. Connect, compete, accountability, football IQ and fundamentals. And we have the right coaches in here. Uh, to do it, and we have the right players in here to do it um, because we have good people in that in this building. What parts of Kellen Moore's scheme will help you most of all? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, so obviously, Kellen, I, I heard Kellen because you know I felt like he was the the best guy uh, for the job, and 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 Kellen's been successful in in every place that he's been. I know it's relatively a, a young career, but he's been successful as a player. Um, he's been successful as a coach. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, I like the way he thinks about football and the way he, he takes everything in and, and is able to make decisions off of that. So it's been fun getting to know him. Um, you know, I always had, I've always had respect from him from afar. Um, and it's been fun to get to know him and work through these things together, uh, you know, to, to build our offense for, for next season. And, and so he's been highly successful and, and we've been highly successful. And I think that, you know, I'm really looking forward to meshing the things, you know, meshing what he's done really well together with the things that we've done really well. Um, but, and, and I, again, I think it's going to be a really, a really good match. Uh, and Kellen's track record speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, Jalen's obviously had high, high moments of success, you know, last year in 2022, a runner up for, you know, you know, obviously up there for the MVP award and, and through the first 
11 games, the same thing here. And then we had a, and then we had a fall off as a team. And it was, it's not as Jalen. It's not just me. It's our team that we had a fall off as a team, those last, you know, last six weeks and we, that we all need to get better from. Um, but Jalen's played some really outstanding football. Here's what I know about Jalen. If like, whatever he needs, whatever he deems, we see that he needs to work on, or he needs, uh, he sees that he needs to work on. He's going to get better at that uh, because he puts everything he has into it. And that's, and that's a form of leadership too. Like Jalen sees something that he feels is a weakness of his, or we feel like is a weakness of his, he's going to dive everything that he has and pour everything that he has into it to get better from that. Like that's leadership. Like that's a form of, that's a form of leadership. And so I'm, again, I know that, you know, obviously I'll keep some of the things that we've, that we've all talked about, you know, what I need to get better at, what he needs to get better at, you know, to ourselves. But I know this, that he'll put everything that he has into getting better as a football player, be, being better as, as a quarterback so we can win more games as a team. What's the core DNA of your Bulldog players? What does Kirby do so well to get his guys right? Um, toughness, right? Toughness. Obviously, the guys that we've we've drafted and, and have on our team from from Georgia are – um, highly talented, right? We have two first round guys in, uh, with, in Jordan and then, uh, Jalen, another first round guy in Nolan. We got a, uh, you know, a third round guy in Nicobe, a fourth round guy in Keeley. So they, they're, they're tough. They're physical. They, um, they know how to win. Um, and on top of that, they're really good football players. And so we look forward to continuing to develop those guys. And so, yeah, you know, I, you look at it from afar and say, Hey, these guys know how to work. These guys know how to practice. I think that's a, and these guys, these guys are tough. I think that's any, anytime you can say that about another coach, like that's my, I hopefully you understand that's a high praise that I have for, for coach smart and, and what he's done at that program. And, and obviously grateful for that because we have some of those really good players on our team. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My philosophy has always been play the guy, play the best, the guys that are going to help you win the game every, every week, regardless of whether you talk about scheme, whether you talk about players, you're trying to do whatever you can do to win the game. Cause that's the bottom line um, is to win football games. And so whoever gives us that best chance to win a football game, that's what we'll do. Young, old, uh, middle, it doesn't matter. We're going to do what we need to do to, I owe that to our team, our, our, our play, we, and our coaches and our players and our, our fans to play the best player that, that's, that's going to help us win that week. And so we don't, we don't care who that is. Probably frustrated with some of the outside noise. I guess what's been your reaction to it? Do you talk to him about you know, handling that type of stuff? Um, AJ, like I've been telling you guys for a long time, not only is he, you know, one of the best players I've ever been around. Um, he's also one of the best leaders and what, you know, and he's going to do anything he can do to stick up for, for his, for his teammates. Um, that's why I admire, that's why he wears a, a C on his chest. Um, and I think that, you know, if you're speculating, well, Hey, what, what does it mean if he's yelling over here? Like everybody doesn't, there's some people that when you're when you're leading them, you yell at them. And there's some people when you're leading them, you put your arm around them. And there's some people there's somewhere in the middle. And like that's leadership also is just figuring out what buttons to press with different guys. Not every person is true. You don't treat everybody the exact same. Right. The standard is what it is. And you hold everybody to that standard. But 
you don't treat everybody exactly the same of how you get to that standard, how you correct that standard or how you praise that standard. Everybody's a little bit different. I think, you know, uh, AJ understands that, um, you know, like I said, just a great teammate, a great person. Um, in my opinion, best receiver that's been in Philadelphia. And I grew up a Terrell Owens fan and I grew up a, uh, how he says I'm too young to, to, uh, like Mike quick, but I was a huge Mike quick fan. Um, and it's pretty cool that I get to, uh, do some interviews with him every once in a while. And, but you look at the stats and you look at what AJ's done in a two year span, he's, he's had the two most productive years ever as a, as an Eagle wide receiver. And so, man, like when you have one of your best players, mean also one of your best leaders, that's, that's special. Where do you, where do you, where do you land on Hassan Reddick's future with the Eagles knowing that uh yeah you know obviously um we'll see how that that plays out i don't know how how that will play out obviously uh hassan's been awesome for us these these last two years uh big big reason why we've been to the playoffs the last uh two you know last two years um is the contributions of hassan um he's, he's played really really outstanding football so you know um We'll see how that plays out, and uh, you know, hopefully, he's an eagle. Coach, why was your coaching staff this year than last year? A was that intentional, and B, why did you turn over the defensive staff and not the offensive staff? Um, so you know, it again, it was about getting the right guys for the job. Um, you know, and and I'm excited to you know have the experience of Vic uh, here. Um, he's obviously been an outstanding coordinator for for a long time, uh, a very long time in this league. Shoot, he was telling me the other day uh, when we were driving up here that, uh, you know, the combine when he first started was in New Orleans. I, I can't even fathom how – so he's been in this league for so long, been successful for so long, and and I'm really looking forward to that, you know, because, you know, as 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 well as, we, as we've done on defense in the past, you know, you know, in, dating back to, to Jonathan, you know, Jonathan was a first-year coordinator as I was a first-year head coach. And, uh, you know, Sean was early on in his, his I think it was his second year as a coordinator. And so I'm really looking forward to that experience that, that Vic will provide. Um, Vic's a great play caller. Um, you know, he's, he's done it again. Like I said, he's done it for a very, very long time, very, you know, at a high level. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited for that experience we have. Um, and, you know, as, as I think it's important um, that Vic had, you know, some of his guys that he's worked with before and that know his system and know the things that he requires. Um, and so there's a reason, you know, why there's, there's some change there on the defensive side, because he needed some guys that were familiar uh, with that, um, you know, which, which Sean didn't have last year, you know, and, and, and so I thought that was important uh, as far as, you know, us kind of creating the off our Philadelphia Eagles offense going into 2024, Right. That will be, you know, thoughts that we've done in the past really well. That'll be thoughts that Kellen's done in the past really well. And and so, um, you know, we look forward to building that to, together. And so, you know, Kellen has a you know, we, we brought in uh, Doug to be the uh, the quarterback coach. Um, and then we kept, you know, stayed pat in a, a lot of different uh, areas as well with Kevin and with Jason with style. Those are really obviously we know those are really good coaches, um, you know, have a lot of faith in them and you know, it's meshing of two systems to, you know, to grow in both systems so we can have put the best product on the field. And so, you know, that's why that's kind of stayed similar. It's, is, you know, cause we're going to be doing a lot of different, you know, we're going to be doing different things. 
but also going to be doing things that we've been successful at as well. And so, and obviously those guys that I just mentioned on offense have been here through the success and look forward to growing from that. Where did you feel like Shane Steichen in his first year in Indianapolis and just seeing him, I guess, grow in that role? Yeah, I wasn't, I obviously didn't get a chance to watch too many of Shane's games. Obviously we were, we were busy um, doing our own thing, but always rooting for Shane, um, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm happy for him that the, you know, it was a, a success. He had to go through some ups and downs with some, some guys getting injured and he, and he continued to, you know, coach really good football from, from afar. What's, what's that? What sticks out about him makes him, I guess, ready for that opportunity. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's had a lot of good experiences. Uh, I think he's all football, uh, at all times and, you know, that's what he's interested in. I think there's not a lot of, you know, you know, I've obviously feel like I have a good friendship with Shane and, uh, you know, really value that friendship. But I can't tell you that when my wife and his wife and myself and our kids, we all went out to dinner, there was much other conversations going on besides football. Um, and that's, and that's Shane. And, and so I, I value that relationship. Um, and I'm really happy that he, you know, obviously didn't get a chance to watch a lot of his stuff. Um, but, you know, happy how they, you know, that they had a successful season and I'm really excited for him. And I'm not surprised that they did because I know Shane's a great football coach. He's a great leader. He's a great person. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for his success that he's having. Nick, do you see the running back room shaping out now that, you know, DeAndre is headed to free agency and I think Kenny's going to be on contract next year? Do you feel like you got a chance after the round? No, I, you know, again, I, I think last year we ended up, I can't, you guys would know better than me. I know we were in the top 10 in rushing and it's been kind of a staple here for the past three years and we've done it with different pieces and, and you always can do it with different pieces, but, you know, obviously you get attached to the things that, you know, Deandre had a great year. Um, he did a lot of really, uh, really great things. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out. There's a lot to, to play out, right? There's free agency, there's, there's the draft and there's college free agency. Then there's more guys that are still left out. I mean, so there's so many things that can play out. You're, you're trying to fill that just like you are in a receiver room, trying to fill different roles, right? Um, you're trying to do the same thing uh, at the running back position, trying to do the same thing at the tight end position of making sure you have the right guys to, to fill the roles that you want to do as an offense. Um, and so, and maybe one guy can fill three roles and maybe one guy can fill the other two. And so you just never know how that plays out um, and what players you have in place. But we, you know, obviously value the, the uh, contributions that DeAndre made. He's a great, he's a great football player. We'll see how that goes um, with, with where we are, but there's so much, so many things to play out. Um, but uh, you know, I know we know what we're looking for as far as that position and the roles that we want to fill with that position. And so, and having Kenny, uh, he feel, he fills some of those roles, and we're excited to have him and uh, look forward to see what, what the future has with the other guys. What's one thing you learned last year from the end of the season? Do you think next year can help you if you are in a similar situation you lose a game or two? Like, what was one takeaway you felt? You know, we went through early in, early here in 2021, we went through a, like a, a really tough stretch, right? And we doubled down on the – on the on the the things we knew to be true our our culture our core values and and i wouldn't say you know and then we went through a tough stretch here too and and even though we said to ourselves hey we're doubling down on this it didn't in 2021 it worked and in 2023 it didn't work i think it's just you know again being in this constant growth mindset of you know of of things that 
you know, just always trying to get better at, the, at, at every style of football that you can, that you're, that you're, that you're trying to do. And then just, I do think though, with those core values, it is a, you always double down on those because to me, it wasn't a core values. We didn't just make them up and say, Hey, connect, compete, accountability, football IQ and fundamentals are what's important. Right. We, that was years and years of coaching and playing that we thought to ourselves. And I thought to myself, these are the common denominators of good football teams. And that's not, that's not changing off of a bad spurt. Right. And so it is, it is a true double down on those from day one. Um, you know, doubling down on the connection, doubling down on the accountability. I really look at it, those two, the connect and the accountability, even though I say connect, compete, well, those two C's kind of go together. So it's like they say it again, but connect and accountability are the two, I would say cornerstones of our, of our program that we, that those are, those are the ones that when I really take away, Hey, these are important that we play with good football IQ, that we play with good fundamentals and that we compete off. Those are important. But it all starts, every, everything starts with the accountability and the connecting. And, and so it is, it's almost a, a, a double down, a triple down on those, um, those core values. And I look forward to when, we, when the players get back to do that. And as you see, that we've, we've been kind of doing it as coaches with our, with our uh, cheesesteak uh, uh, tour. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, guys. Here we go. Did you have one, or did I put you on the spot? Anyone else who directs in and it talks gets the next question. Um. So, what is your plan to put this team in winning situations this year? Well, you know what? Um, I'm proud of the people that we have on this team, uh, on and off the field. You know, obviously, um, the end of the season didn't go the way we wanted to, but um, at the same time. You know, making the playoffs six of the last seven years, being in two of the last six Super Bowls, I feel like we've developed some sort of winning culture. Um, now we got to add to that, and I think we got a lot of work to do. Um, you know, I, I'm a little bit excited about um, kind of aggressively uh, going after some future players that we did to start this off and bringing back at least one of our guys. So um, it's a good start, but we got a lot of work to do, and I'm excited to do it with the people that we get the opportunity to do it. Can you give us an update on uh, Hassan Reddick? Where, where are things with Hassan's report? He was allowed to seek a trade. Do you expect him to be back next year? Well, I'd say this. Uh, Hassan, obviously, unbelievable player for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, local kid, great success story. Camden, Temple, Philly. Um, love having Hassan. I think that you know anything that you're trying to do, 
um, you're trying to blend obviously what you're trying to do this year and, and how you're going to look in the future. And I think that's the hardest job, but um, certainly, you know, don't want to get into any specifics with any conversations with players, but have tremendous respect for the player and the person. What's the best case scenario? Um, I think honest communication is the best case scenario with all your players and understanding um, where you stand and not having, not being afraid to have open doors of communication and hearing where they feel and where we feel. Atlanta, he, he, he had the initial conversation. Uh, from Atlanta, uh, uh -huh. first time you ever met Kirby, your initial reaction visiting with him, and what makes he and his coaching staff so successful preparing their guys for the league? Yeah, well, I think when you talk about Kirby and you talk about the experiences he had that led him to Georgia, I mean, phenomenal experiences, history of winning, and um, then he's got a culture down there of working and mentality, and obviously that travels on both sides of the ball, and you watch our defensive guys, and um, they're prepared to work. You know, they're not looking for any half ways of doing things, and they're, they're looking to work hard and, and to win and compete, and that's because of the culture he set. How much does this affect yeah, I'd say it's, it's obviously, you know, it's always a position that we're, we're evaluating, we're looking at. So I don't think that anything's changed in terms of that. Uh, you know, it's our job to make sure we're prepared uh, for any eventuality of, at any position. Um, and you do that by preparing for the draft process, which this is a, a great part of that is getting more information and, uh, information gathering, knowing what's out there in free agency, and, and knowing where your players are. Well, just the way you take advantage of anything, you just bring in a lot of good people. You know, I think that's that's the key is for us to to bring in good people um, overall to try to keep those guys in Philadelphia, to sign them to extension, and build a culture of guys who it's important for them. Um, the team's important. The city's important for them, and I think we got a, a good start on that. How much does it change? You know, I, I don't know that um, I think about it other than how do we improve? You know, how do we get better as quickly as we can? Um, how do we put our resources in the right uh, position? How do we make good decisions after good decisions? Um, certainly we weren't good enough. You know, I think that um, luckily we've gotten to a point here where um, you know, the standard is, is trying to compete for world championships. And so if a season ends, whether it's this year, which was disappointing or last year, which was disappointing, um, that's really what we're trying to do. So, um, I think it, it's clear to me that, um, we weren't good enough to do that this year. And so I got to do whatever I possibly can to do better. And I got to look at it, um, with open eyes and think about, you know, um, what, things that I can do to help the team um, do better next year. Howard, what's your biggest deterrent when evaluating the quarterbacks? I mean, what are some of the things that you don't want to see? Could be off-field or even on like their play. Are you talking about just in general about quarterbacks? Yeah. When you're doing the evaluation process, what are some of the scary things that you don't yeah, I think um, just look at our starting quarterback and the traits that he has. You know, unbelievable work ethic, um, unbelievable physical talents. Um, desire to be coach, a desire to learn, um, you know, I, I, off the field, all he wants to do is, is work and, and be with family and friends. And so I, I think it's a lot of the things that you'd look for, you know, in any leader in any organization to have these kind of traits. And obviously there are physical parts of that, that go with accuracy and anticipation and being able to extend plays and being able to make every throw. Now, you, think you had the luxury in, in recent years of not needing your rookies to play a ton, right? 
other ways in which that sort of complicates the self-organization I think when when we when we look back and coach and I talk about it a little bit, it, it's okay to play some young players. It's okay for them to get experience and kind of see what you have. Um, and um, based on where some of our guys were, uh, they had the ability to sit back and, and learn a little bit because of the situations that we were in. I think going forward, it's going to be harder to do that. Um, obviously, just as you look at our team and who is making a lot of money, and um, we had a little bit of extra picks over the last couple of years. Um, so I think that it, it, for us to play our young players, to develop them, I think that's something that Coach and I have talked about, to not be afraid of. That's why you draft them. That's why you sign them. And so um, you have that, and you'll have a depth chart where they'll be a little bit un uncomfortable about you know, this guy necessarily hasn't shown it, but we believe in this player. And so um, I think that that'll be an area for, for us to kind of maybe grow on. And um, I don't want to say improve because we had good players at those positions, but, um, you know, that's exciting. I think in a lot of ways. Howie, when it comes when to the cap. I'll come. Yeah, I, I think that, again, I think going back to the question, I think you, you want to improve every area, every layer of your team. Um, certainly, I think when we look back at last offseason, we made a conscious decision to kind of put a little bit more resources onto the offensive side, knew, knew that we'd lose some good players on defense. I think looking back, you know, certainly miss some of those guys, you know, that starts with me and, and making those decisions. And so uh, I don't think there's an area that, you know, we wouldn't, you know, be open to addressing. Now, if you look at our defense and you're just kind of honest with it, well, we have a lot of young players at defense tackle, right? So is, is that as big a priority as other areas, just being honest? Probably not, but that's also an important position. So we're also not going to be in a position where we're going to turn down a guy because the resources are already there because we believe in the D-line so much. I'm going to come, I'm going to come, I'm going to come, I promise. What do you think of the job that Shane Steichen did this first year in Indianapolis? And is it too far any areas of growth from? Are you a cult writer? Yes. Okay, that gives me perspective. Um, yeah, you know, um, it, it's funny because um, last year at the Combine, Shane's room was on the same floor as mine. And like three times I was trying to see him. I hadn't seen him since the Super Bowl. And he texted me, he's like, I got something for you. So I'm sitting there, and well, this guy's going to give me a, a great present. You know, he's so happy of the players we got him. He's got this head coaching job and head coaching money. And so, like, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, is he getting me a watch? Is he getting me freaking sneakers? You know, all the things I like. And he's like, bro, I have this green sport jacket. I'm like, we have nothing similar in terms of body types, you and I, bro. I can't even wear this. So I actually just gave it to Nick. So, um, which probably different body types too. So I think that, you know, Shane has this savant like approach to football. Um, he's just, a, he's all ball all the time. Any conversation you want to talk to him about football, about players, he's there. If you want to talk to him about current events, he'll kind of give you that. What, what, what? But I think that's what makes him such a great coach is because he's always working on things. He's got tremendous confidence in his knowledge and his ability. And I certainly think the Colts are lucky to have him. You, I'm, I'm going to come. I promise. I think that goes back to the point about about some younger players and, and kind of in retrospect, just seeing you know, him certainly in the playoff game, one, one of the guys who played well in the playoff game maybe giving him a little bit more time during the year and uh, experience. We talked about that. Um, he's got all the right tools in his body. He's got the right mentality. Um, and at the same time, he, he's got to go out and, and show it. I'm going. I'm coming. I'm boom, boom. When you look at, when you look at the salary cap increase, how does it change the way you can approach this? 
Well, I think you, you still got to be cognizant of how you want to build a team. I think you still got to be aware of, of guys coming up for contracts that you want to keep that you don't anticipate losing. Um, and I think it also gives you some flexibility to um, not force things, you know, to have the the ability to walk away from a deal and understand that that may come about at another time. So I don't I don't think you want it's still the same amount of money. It's like um if if you if you win five dollars, it's still your five dollars. You know, you don't want to just throw that five dollars out and pretend like you know it's not yours. So this is our salary cap money. We got to make sure that we're still making good decisions with it because at the end of the day, as we go forward, we do have a lot of guys making a lot of money. Yeah, I think that um, there are talented players on the free agent market. You know, obviously we're we got a couple guys there from our team that are going to be free agents. Um, and I think that at the end of the day, talented, talented players end up getting, getting paid, you know, and it's just, I think where I'm getting a little distracted by the, by the freaking, um, is Dom, is Dom doing the security? Are you doing John Lynch's security right now, Dom? Uh, <laughs> um, they left. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I think everyone will kind of have value on the players just like any other position. And um, obviously those guys handle the ball a lot and they're important players. Given Vic's experience as a defensive coordinator, does he get more sway when it comes to personnel? Um, I'm sure he thinks that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, obviously tremendous respect for Vic. Know him for a, a long time. Um, and he's had tremendous success. And um, I think when we talk about how we build the team overall, um, obviously um, that's something that's important to us, but by the same token, knowing what the coordinator is important to the coordinator and the system so that it could be successful is important as well. Well, if you have well, Devonte is an incredible person, an incredible player. Obviously, homegrown, uh, young, young guy. Um, you know, without getting into specifics, those aren't guys that you really want to leave. What's your understanding of the future for Kelsey? You know, obviously, uh, those guys, unbelievable players, unbelievable people, and uh, they deserve the right to decide what's best for them. And um, you know, uh, we'll wait and give them whatever time and space they need to make the right decisions and. I think the important thing from our perspective is you'd never want to see them wearing different colors. And I, I think for us, no matter when that is, if they want the opportunity to come back, we, we'd want to have the opportunity to bring it back. I think, I think he's an outside guy. I think when you look at the, at the skill set there, I think that, you know, that was one of the positions that as we got into the summer, um, we kind of knew we needed some depth there. We gave some guys opportunities to do it. You know, I got to do a better job of bringing in more guys to be able to play that position. I think that's one area that kind of you felt like in August, maybe we, we need to add. So we tried some guys, but when you look at JB and his history and his success, as an outside corner to ask him to do something, which is really a different position, is hard. And he remains part of your plans? Yeah, he's under contract, part of our plans. PGN.